Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. <laughs> we are super chill people, Rebecca. Like <laughs> we are. I was about to say hashtag Marcus Rodriguez, but oh, um... dude, man, no, <laughs> dude, he's one of my peeps. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see him at the next show, and I'm gonna like literally, hello, Marco Ramirez, how are you? I said your name correctly. Please don't call me Lauren White. So that is in reference to our last episode. I hope he is wearing a, t- a name tag that says Marcus Rodriguez. Dude, I really he's hope so he's wearing mean. a name tag that he's says so that. Mean. Don't be like that. I'm amusing. I'm mean and I say it out of love. Yeah. So listeners, if you haven't listened to our last episode, it was a two-parter. Lauren does mess up like big time on somebody's name and I will never hear the end of it. I will be like 80 and Marco will still look at me as like, that's the podcaster that messed up my name. And I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's going to be fine. It's okay, Lauren. I sold TNA, so... Uh, You know what? That's actually worse. Everybody, here's the thing. Who committed the worst crime? In the last episode. It was probably me. I think that was you. I mean, your your Lord of the Rings Ellie is quite pretty, but, you know. It's is it very TNA? pretty. Is it? It is not TNA. Um, it does come, I will say, with the worst sentence I've ever said out loud, which is the lockdown bar does come with, a, like, a patina on it. Um, and the patina is Colin McAlpine's sweat, because he's the one we bought the machine off of. And then that sentence was the worst sentence I've possibly thought. The essence of Colin is on your machine. I... The patina of Colin McAlpine's the sweat. That of Colin is McAlpine's sweat. I'm sorry for that sentence. That is a special phrase that now you've shared with our podcast community. I so know. thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoys it. All right, let's let's get into this. We have some amazing guests. One of them you've met on the show before. He was on our Let's Talk About Diversity episode. He's a big friend of the show and a friend of Rebecca and I's. Please help me welcome game designer and streamer extraordinaire, Jack Danger. Yay! 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 It's, a, it's so weird to consider myself a pinball designer. I yeah, like that's it. what we're leading with now. <laughs> like it's like, you know, Jack Danger, game designer. I mean, it's amazing. But... We, we got not one, but two dangers in the house. We it's are a double so excited. Danger, you guys. It is it's double danger. I think that, <laughs> that is what we're going to call the episode. If you put all of them together, like technically it's like four dangers, in which case I don't know how to change that setting. <laughs> but um, if you can get four dangers. It's a tilt through to the other tilt. player. Yeah. It's a tilt through to the other player. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, we have Jack Spouse, who is an advocate. She is on Instagram as That Darn Chat, and she has a lot of really great things to say about emotional and equitable labor, family and sharing and labor. I just, I have a lot of, girl, you have no idea how this has intersected with my life. But please help me <laughs> welcome to the show the, the other danger in the house, Laura Danger. Yay! Woo! Thank you. So excited to be here. Laura, Jack, thank you so much for being here. So we've been wanting to have Jack back on the show for a while. We we loved having Jack on back on the diversity panel. That was pre-Rebecca. P, uh, you know, BR, pre, uh, you know, before Rebecca. PBR? <laughs> I'm like, is it PBR? I'm like, I don't know if I want to be PBR. <laughs> no, no, it's BR before Rebecca. I'm definitely more of a Lone Star girl, Lauren. Podcasting before Rebecca. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But uh, Jack and I, you know, text back and forth all the time. Um, He's a great friend of the show, great supporter of everything that we're doing here. 
But I have slowly begun to see Laura's content. She's been on uh, Jack's stream and I've gotten to know her and all the amazing things that she's up to. And we're going to find out more about that here later in the show. But uh, so for Podcast Landia, we'll start with you, Jack. <laughs> for for the, like, the two people oh, okay. who may not know you <laughs> that, <laughs> that are that listening guy? to the show, give us a quick rundown of your pinball origin story, uh, where you started at and where you're at today. Yeah, I'll make this pretty quick. Um, I'd say about nine years ago, I was running an animation studio and a friend of mine bought a Lord of the Rings pinball machine and he didn't have anywhere to put it. So I was like, you could keep it in my studio. And then when he got it there, I'm like, what the crap is this like weird electronic furniture? Get this crap out of here, please. Uh, I tried to play it, didn't really ring with me. And then a week later, he bought another pinball machine, which was a Judge Dread. And uh, for some reason, that game clicked with me. And I had to, like, Google, how do you beat a pinball machine? And that sent me down this gross rabbit hole of, well, you can't beat it. It's just how to lose with the most points. And, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an eye-opening experience because I was then having flashbacks of, like, these games have been all around me. I've just never noticed them at the bars that I'm putting my drink on them or, like, throwing my coat on top of them or, it, you know, they were just there. Fast forward to Zach Sharp taking me under his wing to train me in pinball and sort of fast-tracked me to catch up with everybody, taught me to play one-handed, all sorts of weird stuff. And then I wanted to take that knowledge, and I was sharing it with people locally, and someone introduced me to Twitch. So I fired up some cameras and started sharing that information online. Fought really hard to get a pinball section on Twitch because I kept getting banned for streaming something that wasn't a video game. And uh, now I am Stern's global brand ambassador. Travel the world showing pinball machines off to people. And then Gomez threw a pinball design job at me and I made a pinball machine. And now I'm part of the super underground elite Illuminati of pinball designer <laughs> And People. I hear you get health insurance now, right? Do you get dental? Yeah, I did it. Uh, I don't know yet. We're still working on that. Oh, yeah, that's that's been a whole other thing I don't want to talk about. <laughs> All right, Laura, please tell us your pinball origin story. Kind of, you know, where did you walk into this, you know, crazy experiment that is pinball? What you're doing with not only pinball, but um, also outside of pinball, you know, kind of where you started at and where you're at today. Uh, sure. So I feel like I predated Jack with the niche hobby because I used to do ski ball and I played competitive ski ball. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I was really good at it. I feel like this is the moment, like, is that a thing? It is. Like, the thing that people tell me when oh, I yeah. say I play competitive, competitive pinball. I've never heard of competitive ski ball, but you get a cool point. Oh, yeah. Lord, there is, in fact, a competitive ski ball league. Like, what? within, like, a couple what? of miles of me. It's a thing. It's been on my list of things to do. That is super niche -y. And, Rebecca, where are you? I'm in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's one here. Yeah, I, I used to show up to your league nights and just drink and watch you, like, yeah. dominate people. Yeah. We were good. We were really good. And then Jack started getting into pinball just, like he said, through work and through friends. And so we started going to places like Emporium and Logan. Prior to them being Logan Arcade, they were Logan Records. Logan Hardware. Logan Hardware. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the record store. And then it was like a snowball effect with all of this pinball everywhere. And when I, I amazingly, whenever I was pregnant, I, we've got two kids now, I got really good every yeah. time I was pregnant. So it's like a superpower. I love that. Yes. They're, they're my lucky charms. Charlie's incredible at pinball, even to this day. 
But yeah, outside of outside of pinball, I've been an educator for about 10 years here in Chicago, but I also have been doing I've been really interested in like meme making and making videos and back when Vine was a thing, I really loved that. And during the pandemic, being stuck at home, you all know Jack works all the time. So sometimes it would be like me in the basement learning to do the WAP dance on TikTok. And so I started talking about things that mattered to me and things that we've learned in our life together, being together for 12 years. And uh, certain things started to resonate with other people, which I did not expect. And now I have like 250,000 followers on TikTok, which is a huge surprise to me. It's not a surprise to me as as we get into it, like your videos very much, I feel like are like on a on a pulse on a point where we're at right now on discussions that we're having. And I'm, I love your videos. I come to your videos. I just signed up for TikTok today. Um, But I see your TikTok videos on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Yeah, I know. I I was like, Oh, God, I'm gonna sign up for something else. (laughs) I was just like, everybody's (laughs) on TikTok now. I feel a little left out. So you can find by the way, Backbox Pinball Podcast on TikTok. Well, I will follow you. You'll get the the uh, members only, the mutuals only Ooh, content. I feel so fancy. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Laura, we're going to get more into what you're doing. Jack will talk a little bit about what you're doing. We're, we're ex- again, congratulations on the Stern gig. That's that's super exciting. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more what, about that. What a weird, yeah, it's been a weird transition. <laughs> I'm sure because you've now you are part of the Illuminati. Like I'm gonna like I you're, yeah. you're behind the curtain. I don't I was like he's gonna know all the stuff and then he's not gonna be able to tell me. He's gonna have to do the thing where I can't tell you. Like no, I can't but, tell you. It's really hard. But I I did get the uh, secret meteorite chunk that I wear around my neck now, which go. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. All right, pinball news. Uh, new segment is news is lights on the ground. It also is because we're doing like four episodes this month. So we might have decided to do a lot of episodes this month. I got really overzealous when I was like, Lauren, how about we record in January? How about we record in January? How about we record in January? And we filled up all of January. (laughs) So there's lots of extra content for our listeners. So I I can't be mad about that. But it's just more of like, pinball news is light. But the the two big things about news right now, of course, we're wrapping up Twippy voting. By the time this airs, Twippy voting will be over. But for those of you who voted for Rebecca and I, Thank you so much. Like, we really appreciate that. And we, yeah. we are happy to be on the ballot. Like, we, our goal is to, like, make finalists. Like, we would love to win. Like, I mean, we like trophies. That'd be nice. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, if we don't win, but if we, like, make finalists because the content we create, we think that other people would enjoy. And, like, hey, and just because we're the lady podcast doesn't mean other people can't listen. <laughs> I, I just love that. Also, I'm pretty sure that you might get a plaque. There you go. Yeah, you're the only pinball podcast that I'll listen to. Yay! So yes! you're not just the the lady pinball podcast. We, you are we, the ten... pinball podcast. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> we do get that a lot though. Like they're like the back oh, we know that. That's the lady podcast. The lady pinball podcast. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. It's, it's fair. <laughs> and friends. But, but, and friends. And friends. That's why our tagline is a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. That includes everybody. There you go. So we're just sharing stories that maybe aren't part of the mainstream pinball news cycle. So we like it. We like what we do. But vote for us. And if you did vote for us, thank you. We appreciate it. So Twippy Bodie is ending. Jack, congratulations. You are coming back as a host for the Twippies this year at TPF. Yeah. You and Emoto did such yeah, a fantastic bud. job. Now we're going to get to see you live in person. We're very excited about it. I love Emoto so much. She's like my little sister. She's just, uh, she also works harder than any person on the planet, not just in pinball, but just 
overall, she's forever always working. She is always working and she does so much behind the scenes stuff that I don't think people realize. She is like a tech and video goddess and she does like all these mm-hmm. amazing things and she's just so humble about it. Like you have to like, you have to, like, we have to praise Emoto because she's not going to say anything. She's like, yeah, I kind of did this thing and I'm like, you like produce this whole <laughs> content and all this stuff, Emoto. Yep. It's awesome. So, but we're happy to see you two back in action and I'm very happy to see you both uh, live. By the way, Rebecca, Jack, Laura, I did a fashion show with my uh, outfit. It's off camera. You can't see it, but there are feathers and sequins involved. Very excited about it. Your your award dress? My award dress. Because, yeah, like we're going, Rebecca and I are going. But is it a dress or is it something else? mm, It's something. It may be something else. But I, I can just tell you there are sequins and feathers. I need a gown. You do. We found we found an amazing gown on Instagram that probably would have looked great on me, but we can't get it in my size currently. Or Laura's no, having no, trouble finding no, it. No, I got it. We got it. Oh, you found We're it? All right, it. cool. It was out of stock in black, but oh. black is the color to, to have. I love black. Like, black is very elegant, so I like it. Yes, it's slimming on but me. But everybody, plan your award, like, fashion now, because we're very excited. We haven't talked about it, but Rebecca and I are trying to push to be on the red carpet so we can ask people <laughs> And if there isn't a red carpet, oh, I'm going to bring yes. one. It'll be a red yeah. felt. Red felt area. Make yeah. it a red felt square. The red um, felt square. Yeah. But we're going to ask her, what are you playing? What are you wearing? What are you playing? Who are you playing today? Who are yeah. you playing today? <laughs> Who, are you Who are you playing? playing? Yeah. <laughs> Who have you been flipping? But, uh, you know, we're just excited about the Twibbies. So uh, lots more to come Thank on you. that, of course. Uh, but the other big thing is Jack. Laura, y'all are like, particularly Jack, uh, I just saw your uh, video with uh, premiering Rush. And you're the first person we've had on the show that's actually played Rush in like, I I know you love it because I saw the video. There was lots. It looked fun. Like, uh, listeners, you know how I feel about Rush the band, but Rush the pinball (laughs) machine looks cool. It, the yep. machine looks cool. I can stand back. And those are two different things. Rush the band and rush the pinball machine. But the pinball machine looks good. That's the thing. Like, you know, I was like kind of like mm, on Godzilla. And then I played it. And I'm like, I love this game so much. It's so great. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm, mm, about it. So that's why I'm like not saying anything about Rush. Because it could be amazing. Just because I don't connect with the theme uh, doesn't mean that it's not an amazing pinball game. So I can't wait to play it. Nobody have... Uh, have you gotten at Cidercade yet, Rebecca? No, we haven't gotten it at Cidercade. Um, I'm sure there'll be one at Pinballs where I'm not allowed to go. You've been banned. I've been banned. It's fine. I, I could probably go make a stink and make a big stink about it. It's and fine. Go back. But I'm really lazy and that's just too much work. <laughs> so I have priorities, Lauren. I have priorities. Um, but I'm sure Cidercade or get one. Cidercade, um, who we love, uh, Cidercade's based out of Dallas. There's locations in Dallas, Austin, and Houston. Mm-hmm. They tend to get the new Sterns, like the before San Antonio. We we got Godzilla, but we don't always get the newest Stern because we have like a bigger collection of like various time periods, which I love. And you know who is also getting a rush? Uh, I was talking to Peter at Quasars literally this weekend as we sold him the TNA, and they are, I know, I think, getting a Rush Pro. So um, yeah, so might have to go to the beach. We might have to go to the beach. Um, I'm I know. down for a trip to the beach. But Quasar's super cool arcade, unexpected in Corpus Christi. It's like the biggest arcade in Corpus Christi. And we love it. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a gem. They have three Godzilla machines. They have a pro, a premium, and our old 1998 one. <laughs> 
See, that's the Godzilla of my youth. Like, or like, I should say, like, my young adulthood. I was like, that's the Godzilla I know, the creepy dark Godzilla. And then I've, I've been reintroduced to, like, you know, 60s Godzilla. And I'm like, I like 60s Godzilla. 60s Godzilla is fun. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's great. But I'm, I'm excited for wherever I can find a Rush Pro and play it. But has Laura gotten to play Rush? Because it's in the studio. So have, Laura, have you been able to play I Rush? I have no? not. I have not had a no. chance. Are you not no, allowed to it's, yet? Um, no, you can go play Rush. No, I. it's just, I haven't had a chance to. I didn't know if there were like any like asterisks. She's too busy making content right now. She's out, like, she's she's like, you know, making content yeah. for us mm-hmm. to watch on TikTok. She's like, I, mm-hmm. I don't have time to go play Rush right now. But I do love the appearances you've made in the stream on Deadflip. I'm like, Laura, I was like, I love like when you pop in. And, and of course, Charlie doing her amazing videos as well. Like the whole Danger family is like in my pinball life. I love it. But Laura, like, so we've seen you a little bit, like come into, you know, the Dead Flip stream. Like, do you enjoy, I mean, is that, was that kind of your first experience with streaming before you kind of did your your TikTok videos and things like that? Definitely. I, f- I feel like working with Jack through developing your voice in streaming. I've picked up a lot of the one-sided conversation, uh, learning how it, it, it's, it takes practice learning how to vibe with a chat and keep a conversation going without dead air. So it's a totally different format than a TikTok video and telling a story that way, but it's really fun. And some of these people, you know, we've known for like six, how many years? Oh, yeah, like close to a de- Like we've known Gavin for almost 10 years. Yeah. And like the people, I mean, even the ch- wet butt disease was like one of the first people to get in chat. There's so many names. <laughs> cool, cool Twitch names. Silly Gooth. Th- no, Philly Gooth. Yeah, Philly Gooth. Philly Gooth. Lauren, we, uh, oh, I was like, we might now get to uh, put the uh, explicit, explicit label on this episode. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're good. Not yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> you were on a lot of my videos, like when I started, like absolutely started streaming you. Yeah. Like if I didn't, because I- Back in the early days, I figured that I needed someone to play with because, like, streaming by myself, like, felt kind of weird. And Laura was a guest very often on the show, like, in the early days at the original studio. Yeah, you had guests, like, every single time. Every night, yeah. And when we had kids, he and I would, like, work opposite hours, basically, and we kind of, like, hodgepodge the child care. But whenever we had child care prior to a pandemic, you know, I would, like, come in and do an evening stream and... I still, we kind of got into that a couple of months ago and then the holidays hit. But yeah, I love, I love being on stream and chatting and super fun. No, I, I, I love, I, you know, seeing you more and more, you know, like I got to see you recently. Um, you know, and I was like, how's she doing? And then I saw you kind of explode in my Instagram stream, you know, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but, uh, we're going to swing over to Jack for a minute. Jack. So again, congratulations. Thank you. So first of all, like listeners, like I'd get messages from Jack saying, you know, there's some cool stuff coming up. That's all he would say. And I'm like, well, what kind of stuff? And then he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I am happy for you. Like, but I don't know what the super secret stuff is. And then I'm like, I'm seeing all the things and it makes me so happy. I was like, I'm so happy for him. So <laughs> how long has the Jurassic Park been? Even though I didn't know why I was happy for you, I was happy for you. But things are happening for him. It's going to be great. I was like, I don't know what's but it's going to be great. Because... That's how you support your friends. You, like, I have some good stuff going on. I can't tell you, but I got Heck stuff going yeah. on. That's but right. How long were you working on the Jurassic Park pin? Like, I kind of like, when did you get a hold of the IP and you're kind of like, this is happening. This is cool. Every person I've talked to 
every person I talked to, besides Rebecca, who has had a chance to play your pin, has said how awesome <laughs> it is. Like, they love it. I haven't had that Heck one yeah. person that does not love it. So, I mean, Ooh, you, you took absolutely. something that everybody knew, you made it new again, and you like you kind of like stepped it up. Like I was just like, yes, he's doing all that things. Uh, but so tell us a little <laughs> bit about it. Like you know, when did you find out? Like you know, when and then your baby went off into the universe. And also, what are you making next? And yes, we would like to know uh, that. Too. What are you making? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, making yeah. Next? yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much is it going to be? And uh, who does the code? Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, yeah, okay. I was. Pitching stuff to Gomez, like, almost every other week, be like, what? you know what would be cool? Like, a pinball machine about this. And I would actually, like, draw a play field. And he'd be like, yeah, Jack, that's cute, whatever. Like, just go be the ambassador that, you know, you're hired to do. But it was when I put my homebrew together that he's like, okay, let's have a conversation with him. You know, he showed that he can see something through, at least to a point of, like, getting a game flipping. And... They're like, we want you, and he listed off a whole bunch of games, and the the way that it works at Stern, I, I can't really, like, go into details, but a lot of things passed by me, and then they're like, this is, this is the one thing you're definitely working on. So, when they signed the deal to make the Jurassic Park pinball machine, part of the deal was a home game for Jurassic Park. And they're like, we need someone to make this. Everyone else is busy doing stuff, you need to make this. And I'm like... One, I have to follow in the footsteps of what a lot of people consider to be like one of the best games to come out in a very long time. And you want me to make a version of that that can even remotely hold water to a a game like Jurassic Park from Keith Elwin. So, you know, that right there already had me like sweating bullets. And, And then they're like, hey, also, it's a home game. So, you know, we have to keep this thing affordable. So also good luck with that, you know. And it was <laughs> it was a fun journey. So from yeah, from uh, sketch to game in production was seven and a half months, whereas a normal pinball machine run oh, wow. is about twelve to eighteen yeah. months to get a game out. Wow, that that's crazy. That that is a very that's like half the time. <laughs> it's just because the cabinet's a little bit smaller, though, right? Like that's why it's just because the cabinet's like just a little bit smaller, and that's what cuts the time down. <laughs> because the cabinet's <laughs> smaller, the game was easier to make. Yeah. Oh my goodness. With less, le- less money, with less, and with like, less money. Here you right. go. Like <laughs> right. Make make it make it better and make it your own. But we're gonna give you like less. Like <laughs> it's like here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it be had fun. to be. It had to be affordable. But then it was amazing. Obviously, you're like. Hold my beer challenge accepted. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. And you the the overall vibe has everybody's like we love it. I don't know numbers because those are things they don't, Stern doesn't hear. Papa Stern does not share, but it seems to be doing mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. Well, to speak to the numbers really quick, uh, first, like I was given the title and I designed it from concept to completion in about seven and a half months because we got to lean on some of the existing art and assets. And then I jokingly, not jokingly, jokingly, not jokingly, was like, hey, everyone that buys this, there's a little token that I'm putting in it. And you get a free beer when you see me at a show. If you present this to me, I'm going to snap it in half, give it back to you and buy you a drink. And then the first like 24 hours went by when they were for sale. And my uh, sales guy came over and he told me the number. And I was like, I'm going to go bankrupt if I have to buy all these people beers. (laughs) So um, (laughs) he's like, we'll figure it out. And uh, we're going to I'm going to be able to expense it. So I'm going to stay true to my word. You're going to get a beer. Now, this was when I was a contractor, so that was huge that they were letting me do this. Like, I designed this pinball machine, 
as an outsider and it was the reception of the game that brought all the higher ups together and they're like we need to ink a deal with this guy and then you know now they hired me as a full-time designer blood which oath, right? is blood in blood out <laughs> they beat the crap out of me and um they threw pinballs into a sock and yep. they beat the crap out yeah. of you and uh here i am so uh, yeah it was it was it was a wild ride for sure and getting to see more how the sausage is made. Like before I could walk people through the factory and be like, here's people putting it together. But the part no one ever gets to see is the stuff that's happening behind locked doors where you're actually taking pencil to paper. We're actually like working with radii and like, how does geometry work? And like people physically bending stuff to make it look good. And then trying to draw that accurately, like on a computer. It's, it's bonkers. I don't know how geometry works. I did I, very I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I can draw something on a bar napkin. And you're like, this is the best thing I've ever designed. Like, it's the best thing to ever happen. But then, like, <laughs> I need you to AutoCAD this. Like, uh, all right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's. I, I think everybody, you know, is a, a game designer at heart. If you're a hobbyist that loves it, you're like, I could do all these things. But to dream from dream to reality, you know, we, we saw that step by step with you and your homebrew. And to see it kind of, you know, fruition, it happen, and like it's happening like gangbusters. I mean, I'm like just so excited for you. I'm just proud as punch. I love, love you, Lauren. I love you too. But <laughs> even more than that, I love the fact that you you're you're on staff now, and it's somebody on staff that I feel is you know kind of that next wave of like designers, that next wave of you know pushing the envelope and you know maybe you know put it bringing to the forefront themes that maybe would like you know. Bring in a new generation of pinball enthusiasts. Yeah. And, and I'm like, he's in, mm-hmm. he's on the inside. Even though he's on the inside, did he it. did it, he did it. I was like, I yeah. mean, he won't be able to like tell me everything, but like we got a dude on the right. inside. I was like so excited. You got if you're gonna take down the man, you gotta do exactly. it from the inside. Exactly. Yep. Gary, I love you. Okay, I just want to preface love that. We're going, Gary don't Dave, fire thank you. Thank him. you for the paycheck. Uh, do not fire him. This but, is not a threat. <laughs> He's definitely not taking you out. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. We love Papa Stern. We love Papa Stern. So Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, we're just so so excited for you. And then, Laura, so, like, I've seen you, you know, kind of make appearances in, in Jack's stream lately. And, you know, you and I have um, popped in on some of the threads that have been kind of spicy uh, when we have, like, uh, for lack of a better term, bros <laughs> that would, like, say stuff. And I'm like, no, why are you saying this? And the thing that, that struck me, because um, I at first did not know that uh, you were, you know, one half of this equation. But I was like, she is very articulate and she is well-spoken and she like knows her stuff. And she like, I like, she like outlined her argument, point, 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 thank you. And you, and it wasn't <laughs> ugly and it wasn't belittling. You're like, no, like, I'm going to pull out this sad little stand that you've put yourself on because the, you don't have much to stand on, but let me tell you why. And then so I'm like, she's cool. I was like, Jack, you get you get extra points because you found this cool person to like, you know, share the the ride of life. I was like, well done, Jack. Well done. I was like, I like her really much. But then I started like seeing this stuff pop on my feed, and I'm like, what is that darn chat? I'm like, what is this? And I found out. I'm like, this is the girl I liked from. I was like, oh, I was like, put two and two together. So Laura, like, c- kind of to walk me through this. So it was born out of you know us being home. <laughs> and we're all here and yeah. we're we're thinking about our lives and thinking about uh you know the, the mental load and the emotional load of like our lives like where where did that darn chat come from where did that you know what kind of led you from you know idea to like now having a, all these amazing followers on TikTok 
Yeah, I actually right before we hopped on here was in a neighborhood meeting where I was yeah. I was <laughs> muted you, because yeah. I no. I hate that. <laughs> I'm very impulsive and Thankfully, I have talked this stuff out a lot, and I do have a lot of data and thought through points on all of it. So when I sometimes I have to like smack my hand over my mouth because (laughs) it's not the time and the place always. And like when I go into certain environments or if it's a pinball convention, I need to monitor my own self because I am affiliated with someone else out in the world. Like there's no shutting me up. But sometimes when I see myself, like, you'll see my name pop up on the threads and stuff. Thankfully, I have a husband who just, like, cheers me on from the background. But I think if it was any other man, he might be like, I love when you shut people up. It's It's impressive. I'm like, I was like, I'm like you, like, I tend to kind of shoot from the hip sometimes just because I'll just say something. I'm like, oh, I should have walked that back a bit. But, you know, like, and and then you get nervous. Like, I just said this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to back it up. And you back it up so well. That's the thing I like. You're very articulate. I'm I'm like, I have feelings (laughs) and I'm just going to be over here and have my feelings. And, but I, I, I love the way you structure your arguments and I don't even want to say arguments. Just like, Hey, here's some data. Like I know you have this position, dude. And it's usually a dude. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, here's some data and we're going to just like dismantle this little, like, you know, stand you're on. But, you know, I have like really taken a lot of what your video said to heart. So, so kind of, why the video? Why TikTok? What what led you to that platform in particular? Well, I feel like a lot of the times I end up having these conversations with myself, like in my head in the shower or when I'm listening to books. I, I love audiobooks. And so I'll like go in the forest for an hour and listen to an audiobook. And I'll take voice notes and be like workshopping it with myself or texting my friends. And I love having these conversations, being isolated at home for so long. I just wanted to talk about them. And the more I started talking to myself in this video format and getting engagement online, it just, it snowballed. And when I started talking about domestic labor, it was exactly like what you were saying. It was like I put my thumb on a pulse that I didn't even realize so many people were dealing with. And it's, I do think that domestic labor and emotional labor, the invisible work of existing in the world it's it happens in private and and it's also kind of embarrassing because a lot of i think it's like 75% of millennials who are surveyed say they believe in equity in the workplace and at home and then still when you look at the data it's like two thirds women are carrying two thirds of the load at home and so there's this disconnect between what people want and I think this is mirrored in the hobby, like people want equity. And so when people hear like, well, how do we bring more women or people of color into the hobby? People don't really want to face that because they want it. And of course, it's a safe and wonderful place for everyone. But then you look at the data and you're like, oh, is it? There's a there's got to be something going on, right? Like, how do we address the issue without feeling bad about it? Free childcare. Um, but sorry. Um <laughs> Paid leave. Um, Lauren's heard me go off on this before. Yeah, no, Rebecca, this is like a, a um, special subject for her. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, but for some of our listeners who may not, ha- like these may be new terms to some of our listeners. I, I hope mm-hmm. not. But could you it, kind of in a short way describe, uh, you know, the domestic and emotional labor for someone? Sure. So to me, I define domestic labor as the things that make your life at home. So 
the system that we use, we use the fair play system um, to kind of structure the types of things we do. But you would think like domestic tasks, laundry, dishes, washing your kids and putting them to bed, uh, weekday meals, things like that. But it's also like keeping track of holiday decorations, thank you notes, uh, gifts for your kids' friends for birthday parties, researching extracurriculars. It's like all the other stuff that that invisible load of planning it and making sure it gets done and noticing it. And it's it's the many layers of the onion that if you drop one ball, everything goes everywhere. And I think the challenge, and, and I and I I will say this, and I've said this to uh, several of my girlfriends, is that I've painted myself into this corner. I feel sometimes because I I do the it's easier if I just do it myself, mm-hmm. and then instead of sitting down mm-hmm. and explaining to him how to do it, and you know drawing out like how it's done, like nah, how should it be done, that how the way Lauren would do it, but how to do it, and. I'm like, well, I'm not doing myself any favors and I'm not doing him any favors mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I uh, get mad at Mr. Backbox and I'm like, I am stressed out. I was like, I'm like you are not helping. Mm-hmm. I love Mr. Backbox. So, like, we're not going to we're not going to throw <laughs> uh, my boo under the bus. But, you know, I, I this is a challenge and y- you have to be able to have those conversations with your spouse, your partner, your, your ride or die. You have to be able to like tell them, like, I need help. Like, and then it's all those little things because mm-hmm. like I do the dishes or uh, my favorite is, right. well, why don't you just tell me you need help? <laughs> I was like, I don't. Because mm-hmm. right. I'm tired help, of help saying isn't the word. that I yeah. need help because I'm tired <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and I, I know that I am not the only person. And obviously, a, again, you hit like a nerve, like you with all of these videos. I think the perfect one, I, you had a video recently about uh, doctor's appointments. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I was yeah. like, is she in my life? She's in my life. <laughs> Yeah. He does make his own doctor's appointments, but every once in a while, I'm like, he's like, who's our, who's our dentist? I'm like, you know who our dentist is. I was like, go find it. <laughs> um, but I just, it's just so, it's very of a moment. Like, I, fe- I feel, and this is Lauren talking and Rebecca, you can jump in, but it's like COVID, we all got home and we're all together and you just kind of now realize like, you're here, I'm here, we're both working and I need your help. <laughs> I just need you to help me. So COVID, for context, I work with children and families. And so COVID brought this very interesting dynamic of inequity within the workplace and who is going to stay home with the kids who can't go, with the kids who are home from school. And it was almost as if there was an unspoken moment throughout the world where suddenly all of the women started quitting their jobs to stay home with their kids, whether or not it's because that was the it's the unspoken culture of mom stays home with kids or because their husbands are working in higher paying jobs because institutionalization mm-hmm. and I can like Yep. That's a whole separate podcast. Give me my social worker de- <laughs> desk yep. reference. I got it back here. I'll start reading you studies from the 1980s. But like that has been something that I have seen with my friends. Uh, I've seen it with the children and families um, that I work with where there is definitely a discrepancy in labor because I do work with a lot of families where it is high school educated parents and relatives that are caring for their kids who are in foster care. And like, and it is a struggle and it is still a struggle. It's been almost, what, two years since we've been dealing with this issue. Yeah. And I'm still watching people just barely scrape by and figure out who has to quit their job and take care of kids. And just all of these unspoken things that 
are now coming to the surface because we haven't been in a position since the last pandemic in like ye old flu season back in like the 1913s or whatever era it was. I'm not sure. I don't research that. But um, <laughs> I did not research the last thing. That's fine. I can only do so much. But now we're sitting here and I know poor Lauren heard me go off on a tirade when I talked about the men who would, like, why men love coming to pinball tournaments and they wanted to know how to get more women involved. And I was like, I don't know, maybe take care of your kids because who's staying home <laughs> with your kids? So there's that. <laughs> I, Jack has heard me go off on so many of those exact tirades because I know that in those Facebook groups and on certain platforms, The old trope of, you know, my wife makes me get rid of all my toys. My wife doesn't want me to go out to pinball tournaments. I can't go because my wife won't let me is so enraging to me because when is she going? Mm -hmm. When is she going for a weekend away? Like a lot of people who follow my content about domestic distribution of labor and things like that don't know where to begin. And what I've drilled it down to is equal rest. Because like all of those families who are struggling and one person's quitting or the other one's cutting back hours or whatever, like even with Jack and I, you know, he's going to work a ton more hours than me, but I get the time to be myself and he's going to advocate for that. And he's like, he didn't marry me so that I could sweep. I didn't? (laughs) No, of course I didn't. He married me because I am like fierce and interesting and he likes things about me. So if... I need to have room and space to do that. And your partner's going to gas you up and be like, yeah, go to the tournament Mm -hmm. if they are also going to the gardening club and also having their night to go to ski ball. So I I just hate seeing that when they're like, my naggy old wife. It's like, man, what? There's a deeper problem there. (laughs) Oh, there's so much of a deeper problem (laughs) whenever people start complaining about. It comes back to that question, you know, how do we get more women? How do we get other people into the hobby? People ask me all the time, how do I get my wife into pinball? They're just like, how do I get my wife into pinball? And I'm like, well. Stay home and let her go play. (laughs) There you go. I'm like, you know, does she have time? Get her to play something she's interested in. But (laughs) also if she's not into pinball, that's okay. Like, she just might not be into pinball. And that's cool. Like, it's it's fine. If it's not her hobby that she's interested in, like, why don't you find another hobby? Like, this drives me nuts because I Jordan is a chronic hobbyist. I am also a chronic hobbyist. Conveniently, that means we do a lot of hobbies. Does that mean that every hobby is going to land for me? No. Good God, no. I would rather mm-hmm. pull teeth than work on a Cleopatra board. Um, I would pull out my <laughs> own teeth before I touch that thing. Oh, no. no, I don't oh, okay. want to do it. Um, I like the smell of vinegar. I will eat salt and vinegar chips while he does the work on the yeah, board. But it's true. not it's not my thing. I like playing the pen. Like, I enjoy so much about pinball. That part isn't necessarily my interest. I don't mind hearing about it, which is fine. But he also isn't into gardening. So he can work on a board and I can go mm-hmm. tend to my massive alleyway tomatoes that have taken over. Don't eat those. Oh, no, they're so good. <laughs> no, she's growing them on purpose. In I'm growing special. them on purpose. It's, it's a nice alley. It's not like a, it, like a big city <laughs> okay. alley. I have a very nice alleyway, Jack. Ironically, also, on the note of things that Jordan has no interest in, he doesn't like tomatoes. I'm literally growing these tomatoes for only myself. And all if women should be allowed to grow a plant of whatever food they want <laughs> if their spouse doesn't like it and if they like pinball. Uh-huh. I'm just so over people complaining right. about it. And as a chronic hobbyist who hobbies with another hobbyist, you're allowed to have your own mm-hmm. hobbies. It's okay. Probably talk about it, though. 
Laura, it, it's something you mentioned earlier, and I, and I definitely want to talk about it. You, a fair play advocate and a fair play facilitator. What what exactly is that? Like, what is that about? What what does that mean? So fair play is a system designed by a lawyer, and I think she's an organizational manager. Her name is Eve Rodsky, and she basically takes the tenants of a good system, like a good business, and really drills down on how that fits with your home. The idea is that you have an explicit conversation with your partner about what the minimum standard of care is. So to me, dishes look one way. To Jack, they look another way. And then we have a conversation about why it matters. And we actually have that conversation instead of like like what you were saying, Lauren, where it's like, oh, it's a lot of effort put into upfront, like teaching someone how to do it. And instead, we've just been talking about dishes a lot lately because our kids have been like quarantined and things like that. And it's kind of the last thing to get done. So it's like, what does that look like when there's times of stress? And it allows you to have these conversations in a low stakes way where you're not mad at each other. And then after that, it's really about like owning the entire task. So right now Jack has laundry and I have dishes because for like a year it was the other way around. And just trying something new. Yeah. And you kind of like having both of us experience how to do each thing. First of all, if I disappear tomorrow, the house is going to be fine. And if he disappears tomorrow, the house is going to be fine. It's going to suck for everybody. But at least we both know how to do all the stuff in the house the right way. Yeah, no, I I find that completely fascinating. And I think that's the challenge, you know, when you're, I don't expect somebody to do something the way I would do it. And I like, I have to realize that. And I think, you know, getting, you know, together with somebody when I was older, I'm very much set in my ways and my partner is very much set in his way. So building that bridge has been very interesting. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's been a lot of conversations and you don't want it to be an argument. Like, that's the thing. That's my biggest thing. Like, you know, I'm a very chill person. I may not seem like it, listeners, but I am pretty chill. Like, I I do not like to get into arguments. I do not. I'm not an adversarial type person. So like, I'm like, um, these dishes look fine. I'm like, you forgot to oil the wok, but that's okay. It's going to be fine. The, the wok will rust and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to have a fight over the wok. I was like, that is not how I like want things to go down in my marriage. Uh, but I just, I feel like all of these conversations you're having, Laura, are just so valuable. And listeners, if you are not following Laura on all the things you should be, and Laura, you've got this neat event coming up next month. And I, I did want to give you a moment to plug that because I'm like, I might be taking a day off of work to go to that. Heck yeah. I know. I'm super interested. I'm just like, can I get any CEUs for this? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually, so oh, really, I'm going to double endorse. <laughs> there is like a therapist training version of this. But also, I'm running a workshop. I'm running two workshops in February. One that is open right now is February 12th, and it's from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Central. And it's basically a crash course. So there's a book. There's a Fair Play book that goes along with it. But I give you everything you need to do to find a way to improve equity and communication in your partnership. And a little extra plug, Jack is also trained. So if you were ever curious, he is a certified fair play facilitator, knows the method inside out. We've been using it for about two years. And so if there are any people who might feel more comfortable asking Jack about it, slide into those DMs. Yeah, (laughs) because I I know, and I'll I'll admit this, I'll know from experience that um, starting the conversation about the fair play method or just 
starting the conversation about equity in the home is uh, a hard conversation to start if from your side, everything feels good and normal and like easy, then what is the incentive to want to change anything about that? You know, your partner might be drowning. They might need all, all this extra help. But if like everything's good for you outside of like some arguments, you know, what's the incentive to really and like breaking that and learning how to have this conversation is such a, a an important part of the whole method but it's also like I would say one of the more difficult parts of this is actually just getting the conversation started. I think that's a fair point. And and people are like, why are we talking about this? I'm like, why aren't we talking about this more often? And and I mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring both Jack and Laura on because I feel like this is a really important conversation, especially, you know, since we're the lady podcast. <laughs> but- we don't have to just be the lady podcast. We can I know, be the ladies but that's what people with call unique us. opinions. And technically, I am a professional. I am technically a professional. Mm-hmm. You are a professional. I am not a professional. I am a professional talker. But I felt like this <laughs> was an important conversation because we people always they always ask us. I, I I've been doing this podcast for almost three years. Like, well, why aren't there more ladies in the hobby? I'm like, this conversation right here. This is why. Boom. This 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 whole topic of domestic and emotional labor. You want more uh, women in the hobby. You want more caretakers in the hobby. You want to get your you know, friends interested in the hobby. Like, these are conversations we have to have. Um, like, again, remember that the other program we had? You have to get comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. Even Lauren, like, uh, believe me, I'm going to have, like, lots of uncomfortable conversations here. But <laughs> it's important. And that's why I wanted to bring Jack and Laura on the show today. Uh, Laura, I, I commend you for what you're doing. There are things that need to be said. Her content is amazing. You should be following her, listeners. If you aren't, go find her. Thank We're going to put you. all the links in the show notes. So you're going to yeah. be, be able to follow her doing all the things. You know Jack. You can go find him on Dead Flip. You know, <laughs> ignore, you you know, know yeah, him. Ignore you know that. Him. Focus on Laura, please. <laughs> you know where Jack is, but we'll put his links in the show notes too. Uh, but uh, Laura, Jack, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and for, for sharing uh, you know, kind of like an insight into, you know, what you guys are doing, your relationship, and, and then also just sharing that with, with the world, really, you know, just, these are just important things that need to be said. And I just, I hope, I can't wait to see more content from you and on all the things that you're doing, Laura and Jack. I'm like, I just would hope that like, if you're going to go on a podcast, you come on my podcast and you announce stuff. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I just, yeah, me I and got Rebecca, you. I got you, like, we're, Don't we sweat want it. you to come here and talk to us about all your exclusives. We do want, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we would like exclusives. Like, you know, even if we're like number two, like we get it, like it's fine, but like, come here. We're awesome. There is no other pinball podcast. Oh, yeah, there is no Laura it. Setter. She, yeah, she's right. It's just Laura us. said it. It's true. Totally not. It's, totally it's nobody totally else. Us. Nobody else. <laughs> so as we wrap up the show, you know we have our special segment inside the pinball arcade, and I am so excited. <sighs> I know. I'm super. This I'm will super follow stared. you, just so you know, for the rest of your pinball oh, life. People okay, will ask okay, you if okay. they are fans of the show. They will ask you about this questionnaire. We we have found this to be true. Like people will come up to us at shows. They're like. Hey, we were on, you know, it'll be somebody from the show. They're like, people still ask me about like my favorite pinball sound, or usually it's the dream theme that gets people. It's the dream theme and who they want to play pinball with. But we're going to get into the questionnaire. So are you guys ready to play? Oh, yeah. Rebecca, you want to lead it? I would love to lead it. I also have one very important question because I did not get to ask Laura this at Expo. I have to ask this question. Laura, if you were in a soapbox derby and you had to pick a pinball cabinet (laughs) i know i know it's that question jack i asked you i didn't get to ask laura she wasn't there yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) what pinball cabinet would you use oh wow 
I know. It's a it's a really intense question. It's the hardest question you'll probably have to answer. It, oh. it is. Because, like, do you want to look good? Or do you want, like, a piece of crap that, like, no one wants just because you want to beat yes. it up? The answer want, is Like, there's yes. so many levels to go. this. Supreme. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. If you're going to wreck, you're going to wreck in style. I love yeah, it. I love like, it. I love it. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, wide body, like, so we can gut that out. I'm, like, I'm going to have room for a cup is holder it? and, like, some other stuff. Like, I'd probably, like, pick a Star Trek next gen, mm-hmm. even though I love that game and I love the, the whole thing. Uh, it's always, br- like, broken. So I'm, like, just gut it. We're going to make it into, yeah. like, a soapbox. And, like, I was, like, this is going to be great. I was, like, I got room for snacks. You can put all the mechs in the front. Because that thing yeah. is full of max, and you'll just plummet right to the bottom. But if you take out Laura's Supreme, like, on the way down, you'll hear every, like, rich <laughs> old man collector going like, no! 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 And it would be, chef's kiss beautiful. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so, but on that note, after we've talked about demoing these machines, Laura, first question of Inside the Pinball Arcade, what machine do you love? Uh, World Cup Soccer. 94. Ooh favorite jack what about you what machine do you love deadpool it doesn't matter the model it's the best pinball machine ever made <gasps> not even yours wow i know i mean yeah. hot take oh, over jurassic park over your own machine <laughs> over your over own baby literally over everything and probably any game that is ever made there's something about that machine just like speaks volumes you might look at it some people are like it's empty why do you play the freaking game it's so good there's so many like so many levels to it oh it's so good it's a tough game, too. It's yeah. tough. I miss our Deadpool. I have regrets. It's fine. <laughs> um, this is why you shouldn't sell everything, Rebecca. If we didn't sell anything, we would be living out of a shoebox, and we would have nothing but pinball machines, and I did, wouldn't know where they would be, because we can't fit them in a shoebox. I don't know, Lord. I don't know. I have no I, answers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Laura, what machine do you hate? And I know we use the word hate. If we don't want to use the word hate, we can all see you strongly dislike. I do still hate The Walking Dead, though, and I will always hate that machine. But <laughs> if you have a machine that you strongly dislike instead of hate, we'll take that, too. Um, I might get some negative pushback from this, but uh, is it is it Pinbot or is it Bride yeah, Pinbot. of Pinbot? Pinbot. The one where it's just oh. like bing, bing, bing up top and you just have to – or is that Bride of Pinbot? Uh, it's just like a row on top. Oh, it's probably just Pinbot where it's yeah. just the yeah. wall that you hit yeah. and then it dro- the visor drops down. No, the visor I drops. I can't stand it. Yeah. mm <laughs> I know that's like a classic. You know, it's it's not. It, I get I get why you you're like I don't like it because it's you know. But it was the first pinball machine I ever played. So oh, like I for know. me it's like sentimental. But I get it. Like I'm not yeah. like I'm not hating on you. It's just like, like yeah. um, it's like no pinball. I, I'm a personal fan of Jackpot. Personally, that's my favorite oh, th- of the box. Yeah, that's that's number two for me for sure. Yeah, like that is in my top five. So yeah, Jack. What about you? Do you have any machines that you hate? Um, the, not the whole game itself, but the physical actual model of, uh, Daddy E. Simpsons that I used to have in my studio is the biggest pile of crap that I've ever played <laughs> in my life. And if that game ever shows up in my life again, I'm going to burn it. It's okay. Uh, we have, I have a fun story about a Data E. Simpsons. Uh, we were playing it at Texas Gamers Lounge and, uh, Lori got a ball stuck on it and we had some bystander kid who straight up walked over and tilted it out and we were like oh no what did you just do and i thought tracy's eyeballs were gonna pop out of her head i mean we were all like (laughs) no i was literally like don't touch it i'm gonna get the keys i'll be right back and he's like and we're like oh you need to leave you need to leave 
child who may or may, I do not know if you're older than 18. If you're under 18, I will. How are you even here? How are you here? Um, it, children can go. I don't know. Um, anyway, children don't tilt people's games out. It's not right. Yeah, please. So that's my opinion on Data East Simpsons. They can all disappear. (laughs) They can all go away. Uh, Laura, what is your favorite pinball sound? Um, the, oh, the clack. When you get oh, a the great, oh, the yeah. knock, the, the knocker, yeah, knock. Yep, I love a knocker. I love. Who doesn't love good knockers? <laughs> sorry, um, you kill me, Rebecca. I'm kill sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Laura. Well, there is debate on knockers on the like actual physical knocker, like back in the machines of like the yesteryear, and then like newer machines which have that just make the phone knock. Make the it phone has knock. to be the real one. I yeah. do not like the the, 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 the squeep. The nope. squeep. Yeah, it's no, terrible. like the. Like, like, a la Adam's family. Um, yeah. Especially what, what is the mode in Adam's family when the knocker goes off and it scares the crap out of you? Oh, it's the knock three times, the seance. Yes, seance. I think there so, yeah, yeah. That's what it, it is. is. That's a, if you love knockers, that's the mode for you. Because it just, it makes me jump like eight feet in the air every time. Yep, yep. <laughs> what about you, Jack? What is your favorite pinball sound? It is ever evolving, but currently it is the souped up uh, hurry up mode on the spinner on Led Zeppelin. When you get, it's like oh, the, this like mega chonky, but on an opto spinner sound that when you hit that thing perfectly, you sort of like, you leave your body for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Before that, it was, it's always spinner sounds for me. So like a stargazer's perfectly juiced up upper left flipper or upper left spinner. Oh, just anything on a spinner. Spinners are the best. That is actually the answer to my, when I do this questionnaire. And, but my spinner is Harlem Globetrotters. Like I have oh, a yeah. affinity for that that particular spinner. But all spinners, like, oh, yep. that's the best. Why one. are spinners the best sounds? It's just, I just, there's something about it that's just so satisfying. And I'm just like, I did something and look at it go. You can, you can hear how hard you hit it. And then you can hear it winding down. There's just something. Yeah. Something there. I don't know. It's yeah. a very emotional experience when you hit it. Yeah, spinner. yeah, yeah. I cry every time I hit a spinner. <laughs> Jack is openly weeping. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Can't play. <laughs> and then one of my favorite questions, Laura, what is your favorite pinball art package? This one's so tough for me, but I think I wish I had I, I wish I knew more. I think it's Centaur. Mm. I love that. I love Centaur. Centaur's awesome. Like, oh, I love the art on Centaur too. Right? And new new listeners, this, the art on Centaur is so different. It's a black and white, very graphic lady riding a motorcycle. It's it's the bestest. We'll put a link in the show notes for the new kids. But for the rest of us, we're like that art is yeah. legit awesome because it's so different from anything else, and it's so iconic. Like oh, yeah. if somebody says the art from Centaur, you can see it in your head, and you know yep. exactly what it is. So I love, oh, it's so beautiful. Maybe one day I'll have a center. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be so nice. Jack, what about you? What's your favorite pinball art package? Uh, I might have to agree with Laura. I actually have a hoodie that has the entire Centaur playfield, like, screen printed on the back. There's something about that art that is very iconic. And more recently, um, the Munster's black and white art yeah. package, too. Yeah. There's just something about black and white art with a little splash of color in it that just, I, I want more of that oh, in yeah. pinball, please. I love black and white art packages. Like the the, the person who did the Twilight Zone in oh, black yeah. and white. Yes. Mm. I, I, there's something beautiful. Like the Munsters is my favorite game. I've talked about that on the show. But the artwork from the Munsters is fantastic. And oh, to yeah. see it in black and white, it was just beautiful. Loved it. The the black and white Twilight Zone, by the way, when you see it in person, like your your eyes start to hurt because you feel because you're so familiar 
with looking at that game that you're like, what the frick is going on? It like hurts. <laughs> it hurts your brain a little bit. Oh man, I love a good optical illusion. Give yeah. me a magic eye pin, you guys. So that I, I only I only recently learned how to do those, and now really? whenever I got like a minute to kill, I just Google like oh, ma- magic eye pin, and I'll just stare at it, and I'm like, nailed a sailboat. Like, let's get to the next one. I couldn't do it before, and all of a sudden, I figured out how to do it, and now I can't stop doing them. Uh, I remember sitting at the mall watching the magic eye. You're like, sitting <laughs> ne- there, I'm going to get this. It's like, what is this? It's like, yeah, oh. it's that scene in Mallrats. I literally could not make it work at all. <laughs> They're like, cross your eyes. Blah, blah. I'm like, none of this works. Shut up. Or get closer and then back away. Like, there's all yeah. the, like little tricks. <laughs> I definitely have a magic eye book over here, by the way, you guys. I'm like, I got one. It's like right there. And, and yeah. youngsters, for those of you who don't know what that is, we'll also include a link in the show. Yeah, yeah. Go, like, <laughs> educate them what magic eye is and how they're missing out. Like, come on, you guys. Meet the people in their 30s. Magic Eye is cool. Magic Eye pinball, I'm ready. You know what else is cool? Mini discs. Um, let's see. Laura, what is your grail pin? The pinball machine that you would want to own over all else. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I guess, can I, oh, I want to, I want to postpone that question because it, it needs to be the, the, my, um, theme that I want made. That's my grail. Oh, the one that, I, that would oh, be your grail. Okay. Okay. I, okay. It's my grail. Because <laughs> I think that would be hard for, for, for y'all because, I mean, Jack, you get access to so many <laughs> I know. Machines. But there could always be, like, one weird one, you know? Like, there's, yeah. like, that yeah, like, one weird, thing like, where it's, like, I think at this point yeah. our grail pin would, God forbid, be spring break because we're, like, we would like yeah. to own that again and we'll never find Are one. You, listen. You literally just said what my grail print was, was I, I want a spring break because I can't, I can't find one. Like, at least for not like $2,400, which is crazy. Uh, well, the, the problem with, I, it's a great problem is I have so many games come through that games that I'm like, oh, I'll never get a hold of this. This is a grail pin. And then Gavin just wheels one day. He's like, hey, I got the Stargazer here. I'm like, you can't even find this game. And you're just like dropping it off here for me to play. And just any weird random machine you could possibly think of has been through my hands. So like. A grail kind of doesn't exist for me anymore because I've like spent so much time with all these different weird pins. But there's something about like a spring break or a like a Hollywood, not Hollywood heat, but a hard bodies. I would love hard bodies or or a or a vector maybe. Just like something that hasn't been through yet. But I'm sure Gavin's just like sitting on one in his garage somewhere, and it's going to be here in a week. There you go. He's listening. He's listening. He's going to show up with the spring break. (laughs) Come on, Gavin. Gavin, if you should happen to, like, I know I don't live anywhere near you, but Night Moves, like, that's my grail right now, Ooh. is Night Moves. And it's, like, so cheesy. It's so, like, ridiculous. Like, that's why I want it. I'm like, it's just so, like, yeah, it's so spring breaky. There's such a space for cheesy, ridiculous pins. Like, mm-hmm. I do. I want it so much. I'm going to wear wait, wear my members-only jacket while playing it. It's going to be yes. great. <laughs> Give me Lieutenant Earth. Jack, I need to knock off Captain Planet. Lieutenant Earth. Lieutenant Earth. Because yes. I don't hmm. need the full Captain Planet. I just want the aesthetic of it. <laughs> and so it'll be Lieutenant Earth, and it's going to be just real bad. And that's all that I want is a real bad Gottlieb. Like, it's, what is it? Like the system. Goldwings. Yeah. I, God, I love Goldwings. You know Goldwings was is. the best thing at Houston Arcade Expo. Bingo. I have one of those in my studio, and that game is phenomenal. I remember because you brought it. From TPF. Oh, so what happened at TPF? So I remember uh, that Double TPF. Dan- yeah, Double Danger had a Goldwings there, and I was over there chatting with them, 
And then the end of the show came by and I was like, oh, you didn't sell this game? And he's like, yeah, there might be a person that wants it. I'm like, I mean, I, I would love to have this game. And he goes, you could just take it. And as long as Gavin can like get it to your studio. And I was like, I'm going to make Gavin get this to my studio. And the only stipulation is he's like, it's your game. But if you ever decide to sell it, we split the profits. I'm like, cool. This game's never leaving my studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, I'll, <laughs> yeah, take, right. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's okay. We have the one at Houston Arcade Expo that goes off in the tournament mode, and it's hysterical. It's we. Tu- I turned off the air. It has a full air raid siren oh, in it. It's awful. It's, it's amazing. So awful. Yeah. By awful, you mean by awful, Lauren. You mean amazing, <laughs> right? I guess. Like if you were like, I did not expect it. I was. I don't know what I was playing, but I was playing right next to it, and all of a sudden that air raid siren went off, and I like messed up. I was like, I just lost that ball. <laughs> what the heck? What is that? But everybody oh. cheers when it goes off. Like, at the air raid siren goes off, and then everybody around it also makes a Wii U noise. That's not normally the reaction people should have after an air raid siren note. So <laughs> The, the people special. in the upstairs apartments would not be celebrating Ooh, too no. much. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. So, while I'm talking about TPF, Laura, what is your favorite pinball tournament or event? Thing you like to go to. Um, I would have to say, like, the Bells and Chimes meetups at Logan are yeah. always awesome. Chicago has such a strong, you know, amazing female femme pinball presence. And so, yeah, those have always been fun. I haven't made it in a while, but I did enjoy any time I went. I love that. Awesome. What about you, Jack? And if your answer is not TPF, we're going to be really mad at you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It can be whatever answer you want. Well, then let's do this. Uh, it used to be MGC back when it was like a creepy gathering of like shirtless dudes in a hotel. Uh, MGC used to be real weird. Real weird. Yeah, what? R- like super, super weird. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen the pictures. But it's we a, don't need- yeah, right. It just like a sea, it's like a sea of like shirtless dudes and we're all, tr- it's whatever. But um, it, now it's a real convention. But uh, TPF definitely took, took that moniker, just like the size and the scope and all the stuff that it attracts, the tournaments there. Everyone's there, like absolutely everybody. Lauren's there. Lauren's there. Uh-huh. There you go. And it just it it quickly became one of my favorites. Only from the standpoint of like you knew you were anything you liked about this hobby, you were going to experience that in spades at that event. It's a good answer. I'm excited for this year. It's so true. It's very good answer. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. I mean, it's a, one of our hey, like, thank home you. Shows. I know it's like one of our home shows, so we're a little partial to it, but like <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yay, Texas. Yeah, go Yay, Texas. Texas. Woo, us. And then, let's see, Laura, who or whom, living, dead, real, famous, fictional, cartoon, not cartoon. Ooh, cartoon. I know. You could play with a cartoon if you wanted to. You could play with a T-Rex. You could play with a cat. I don't know. Whatever your choices are. Who would you like to play pinball with? Initially, when I heard this, saw this question, I, I thought to myself, alone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is a valid answer. I was playing alone today, and I nobody bugging me. Yes. Enjoying it. But now that you gave me the option, how about this? This is a weird one. The cat from the Paula Abdul music video. Oh, cool cat. <laughs> two steps forward, two steps, two steps back. What would you play? Cross. What machine would you play with the cat from the Paula Abdul's music video? I, and we would play... We would play World Cup Soccer, 94. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was about to be, would it be Bad Cats? Um, bad Cats, yeah. Bad Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Laura, for getting that song stuck in my head. Yeah, Thank right. you. So I'm going to go Spotify that here shortly. So. There we go. And a four-player game with Ed, Ed, and Eddie from... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, okay, that'd be fun. Jack, what about you? Is Would it be a four-player game of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or would it be something else? I, I mean, probably. I You know what would be interesting is just now that I'm, like, sort of... In in the like secret club, I would love to play pinball with those early pinball owners and designers like Harry Williams and the Gottliebs and stuff like that. Just get everyone together just to like chew the fat, play some pinball, maybe on something more recent so they can see like how things have advanced and just uh yeah i don't know i i, I still nerd out about this crap man i don't know if i'll ever stop i, I love this it is great yeah <laughs> i love that like yeah. i think that would just be really interesting to have somebody like harry williams and you know have him see what pinball is right now and like yep. what what would he think about it like i yeah i find that fascinating i love that that'd be fun that would be cool let's do it let's do it um <laughs> And then now we've come to the last question. Laura, what is your dream theme? That is also your grail. This is also her grail. Also her grail. Mm -hmm. Uh, They live. A they live pinball machine. And for those of you who are unaware of what this is, it's an incredible movie. And I guarantee that you have heard quotes from it and don't know what it's from. Yeah. So watch They Live. Rebecca is so excited, by the way. I've listeners, seen this movie. As soon as Laura said that, she just was like cheering silently. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I, I've never seen it. I, I am aware of it, but I have never seen it. So I have a poster of it downstairs. <laughs> there you go, Rebecca. There's something uh, you have seen that I have not. So there you go. It'd be go. cool to have like polarized sunglasses that can like block out parts of mm-hmm. the game or like change what's happening when you're looking at it. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yes, please. I love that. That's, I, I think that might be the first time we've heard that one, too. So nice. I don't. Yeah, we haven't gotten a They Live. I would love a They yeah. Live. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. What about you, Jack? What's your dream theme? So I'm wondering if I'm contractually obligated to not answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen your contract. I do not yeah, know. True. Then I'll float out. I would love to see uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure Pinball Machine. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I grew up on Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I remember, you know, Big Top Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Mm -hmm. because of the whole Alamo scene was very iconic here. It always comes up. Where's the basement? I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Any person I take that's in, like, a certain age window, where's the basement? I was like, I do not, Mm -hmm. do not ask me that. (laughs) We're done talking about it. (laughs) We're we're not going to? No. I was like, no. But there's so much you can do with it. Like, oh, yeah. The bike, everything. It's just, it's not just a really fun movie. If you don't have a lower playfield that's the basement, then I don't know what. So, okay. (laughs) I will tell you this. I drew up a playfield for this already and I floated it by some people. I'm not going to say names. And uh, it was a small window that was a lower playfield. There was just one flipper, three targets, and it lit up. And there was an insert that said basement to the Alamo. (laughs) And it lights up during attract mode, but you never get to it because it doesn't freaking exist. And the response to that was, that is the most expensive, amazing joke that would Uh never fly. (laughs) I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. It, it's true. Like, I would love for it to light up, and they're like, how do I get there? You don't, because it's You don't. It you don't, because it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> Said everyone who grew up in Texas who went to the Alamo for their field trip in, in elementary school, middle school, and high school. All the time. Every year. So, sorry, we have now taken you down Texas uh, field trip lane <laughs> of the 80s and 90s. Welcome to Texas. Are you going to change your answer to your favorite convention now that we've complained a little bit about what Yeah, I, they're like, Texas, like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, no. But 
Jack, Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we have loved having you here. For folks who want to find out more about all the magic that is Laura, all the things that are, you're doing, Laura, where can they find you out on the interwebs? It's that darn chat on everything. So mostly TikTok. I put some of the videos on Instagram and you can uh, sign up for workshops and contact me directly at thatdarnchat.com. So I can get handouts. I really like handouts. I have binders of handouts. (laughs) And I'm like, I have made you handouts, families. Please complete these. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yes, do the handouts. I love handouts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awful. It's fine. And Jack, where are you at? You could find me at that darn chat on all social medias. Um, I do lots of workshops. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, just look up Dead Flip. Um, I've, I've been making content for coming up on a decade, so I've, I've saturated the the markets there with all the the deads and the flips. So it used to be all Walking Dead flip flops. If you looked up Dead Flip, Dead flip it was Walking Dead flip flops or Dead Flip phones or Dead Flip cameras. Uh, but all that stuff's gone now. Yep, Dead Flip everywhere right we did it i don't know but i feel like you have a really great april fool's joke that you possibly could have done and now we all know unless lauren edits it out but that would be amazing (laughs) just pull down all of your media and just have walking dead flip-flops and broken flip phones (laughs) and and that needs to be part of your swag offerings like flip-flops dead perfect flip-flops dead flip flip flops or jack will break your flip phone like i will kill Mm -hmm. your flip phone for a Mm -hmm. minor fee of like nothing Yep. Mm-hmm. The flip flops could be like flippers. You could kind of taper. Ooh, on the flipper end a flops. Bit. Flipper flops. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. There's a little treasure for you. I appreciate it. No TM. problem. <laughs> hey, Lauren and I, Lauren gets some of the proceeds from that. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're living large on our koozie money. What are you talking about? Ooh, so, hey. we have, I have a bunch of those in my truck. My sure daughter do. uses them all the time. Yes. Love it so much. Speaking of young ladies, so this time last year, we were asking all of our listeners to support Ella Reese and get a dog and buy some Girl Scout cookies. Ella has not gotten her dog, uh, Taylor. I'm, I'm looking at you, dude. Uh, but um, we wanted to support Girl Scouts because Rebecca and I are both former Girl Scouts. We like uh, what Girl Scouts do, empower young ladies. But we wanted to do a Girl Scout thing again, but we wanted, since Ella doesn't need our support to get the dog, we wanted to kind of do something a little different. Uh, For those of you who have may not have heard of Troop 6000, they are based in New York City. And they are a special troop of young ladies that are part of the New York City uh, homeless shelter system. And this special troop um, brings those girls together and gives them a space to, you know, be kids and not have to... uh, be in a stressful situation of being homeless. And so we're going to put a link in the show notes. And what we want to do is a kind of a special giveaway um, like we did last year. But this year, if you show that you donated to um, Troop 6000, you can send us a snapshot of the cookies you've purchased. You can send us a picture of the box in the mail. You however can send you want us to do cookies. It. Send us pr- you, you can also <laughs> send us cookies. We don't mind. I'm per- particularly fond of lemonades and Samoas, just saying. Did you see the new ones that came out? They look like brownies with, like, salted caramel in them. I know. That's good stuff. I really don't need them. But I, I still love them. <laughs> but <laughs> if you send us proof, proof of purchase that you purchased cookies from either Troop 6000, we'll include a link in the show notes and, and all of our socials. 
Um, but or if you're like, hey, I've got a Girl Scout at home, like we get you uh, just show us proof that you supported your local Girl Scouts. But if you don't have a Girl Scout to support, we would love for you to support Troop 6000. Um, but just send us proof of purchase and we will put you in the running for a Backbox Pinball Podcast uh, prize pack that is going to include a Backbox shirt, Backbox koozie, the not available for purchase Backbox sparkly enamel pin, um, and uh, just a box full of fun swag. We're going to put that all together and uh, we'll do a drawing for anybody that has uh, Bob Girl Scout cookies between now and uh, the end of February, which is February 28th. This should air uh, like the 20th of January. So you got about a month. So if you buy cookies from some girls in front of Lowe's, take a picture and just send it to us and you'll be in the running and we'll do a drawing at the end of February and we'll let you guys know who wins. But uh, support your Girl Scouts. Um, Rebecca, have you seen the, the movie Troop Beverly Hills? Have you seen that? No. Oh my God, I'm showing my Add age. to the list. Oh. So... Again, you can support Troop 6000, support your local troop, uh, just support the Girl Scouts. We like them and we like what they're doing for the young ladies there out there in the world. And we'll also include a link to Troop Beverly Hills for you uh, young people that haven't seen that. It's a gem. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 1989 gem. And also watch Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. Jenny Lewis is in that. Jenny yes. Lewis from Rilo Kylie. Yes. You get to see. And she loves it when you bring it up. No. <laughs> but uh but yes a very young jenny lewis who is in the band right kylie i love her i love her anywho listeners if you have questions thoughts uh guests you want to see on the show email us backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep flipping bye, bye. thanks for listening to the backbox pinball podcast we hope you enjoyed the show to receive updates and the latest episodes Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep flipping. <laughs> <laughs>